Okay, hello everyone and welcome along to another episode of Championship Drill where we look back on all things EFL Championship and taking in the weekend games today, joined by Phil and Jerry as always. Uh, some good games yesterday, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday was kind of bad. There was a good few good results. Yeah. Bad results, red cards, fights. <laughs> uh, cra- crazy stuff, crazy stuff in yesterday's games, it must be said. Um. But we'll start Friday night, the big derby match, uh, derby against Nottingham Forest. Um, not the greatest game on earth, really. Um, derby started well enough. Ribeiro, what did you make of that? Do you think handball, not handball, when he slid in to block the shot? Yeah, but like, I think, yeah. Know. It's one of those you've seen them given and you've seen them not given. Yeah. yeah. It's so, pretty, I don't know. I honestly, I, I, I could go either way. Yeah. Uh, Forrest took the lead then through Garner. A terrible goalkeeping mistake, really, by Marshall. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marshall oh. then. I'm delighted for him because he's a bad United Lordy. Yeah, yeah. His first senior goal. Yeah. Um, he was at Lord of Forrest. Well, he was at Lord of Forrest for six months. Or not Forrest. Yeah. Watford. Yeah, he's another one. Kind of like uh, Glenn Whelan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get his chance when he was there on loan. But uh, yeah, Marshall, experienced keeper, should have done better. He then came off injured with a back injury. Yeah. Uh, nice. Came on in goal and he made a, a decent save from Garner this time. A much better effort than the one he scored with. Yeah. But uh, the subkeeper saved it. Um, you know, Forrest should have been two up really and they were going to pay for that. Like, Which is kind of a team through the games here. Teams not taking their chances and ended up paying for it. Yeah. Today, uh, Kazim Richards, nice volley. It took yeah, a well more. It shouldn't have counted. It shouldn't have counted. Yeah, he. Oh, oh, yeah. It's one of those where they'd probably say, "Well, let's hit him for it." But he, he came off this, the center. He did this thing. Yeah. To control it. Um, yeah, uh, clearly used his hands to control the ball. Yeah. But the referee or whatever, and after he scored, which I think there was about six minutes of normal time left when he took it home, that's only really when the game came to life. Yeah. You know, both teams just went for it then, that stage. A couple of chances for either team, but Lee Gregory definitely had the best chance. He was about yeah. 10 yards out when he got the ball and he completely scuffed the shot wide. Yeah. yeah. But uh, not bad. Um, obviously, obviously, both played it safe, Steve. You know, I think uh, Kazim Richards, yet again, he's been some, um, yeah. some man to bring back into a team and do so well. Like Jason Knight, he looked kind of good all game, you know. But um, I see a Marshall could be out for a while, though. He's like a back injury. Never... Um, that's never encouraging for a goalkeeper, especially I suppose he's in his late thirties now. You know, it's um, a yeah. big loss for Derby. Massive. It will be a lot of experience to that defence that he brings along, and already they've got you know Boylick. I think is out injured at the minute as well. I think so. I think Derby are safe though, lads. Yeah, Derby are nine clear relegation. Forest are eleven clear relegation. Forest are actually closer to the playoffs now than relegation. Yeah. Nine points off the playoffs. Was there? That's actually that's actually unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like statistically, like I'd say, like just say a fragment sake when the new season starts next year, or will well, this year? Um, yeah, you know, you only put money on Forest to be in the playoffs because you could just only imagine what what Hewton's going to do. Like, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. clearly he's going to get through the season now. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, they're playing decent football, but as you say, next season's a different story. Like, that character is unbelievable in the championship. Oh, brilliant! He was very good. 
Very good. And they had that, uh, they can't remember it, you know, but the Polish lad they had playing as well on Friday night was very oh, he, impressive. Was he, he was from West Brom, wasn't he? Philip, Philip, yeah. Kroc, yeah. Kroc, yeah. Kroc, is it? Yeah. 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 He was very, very good on Friday night. He looked yeah. very, very dangerous. Cafu, Cafu, yeah. I know we, always, we know the real Cafu, like DSC Milan Cafu, but Cafu's brilliant for Forrest as well. Yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, are you right though? I I I going to say for us to come up next year. Yeah, you just you just yeah. know what he's going to do. Like he's, you know what I mean. You made them so hard, so hard to beat. Now Forest that if yeah. they can just get the wins rather than the draws, they can bring good players as well. They don't need a lot. They really don't. No. You know, so we'll wait and see. I suppose on Forest next season. But yeah, uh, the afternoon kickoff yesterday was kind of a crazy game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Like, not a lot, and this one happened again till near the end, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bournemouth winning 1-0, big win for them, like over Watford, who've been very good away from home recently. Not so much all season, but recently they've been good. And the first win for Woodgate since he was appointed until the end of the season. Yeah. Um, ended up very, very nasty. I think Cleverly had probably the best chance when it was 0-0, played through by Sarr, but he missed it. Uh, Bournemouth got the goal, Watford will be, like, they will not be happy with how they conceded, really. Um, Dan Juma finished well but it was just a free kick that was just played straight over the top and nobody really reacted to it quickly enough except Dan Juma raised when he scored Lerma was very good all game and they just started kicking him yeah uh, near the end of the game and then, uh, I and then it all just started kicking off yeah I think Chaloba um, pushed Lerma in the face he didn't really smack him he kind of pushed him in the face yeah and Lerma really overreacted yeah. but it, and he ended up getting booked his 10th booking of the season, which means he'll miss two games now. But Lerma, you know, he did overreact, but you can't you can't put your hand into someone's face. Yeah, exactly. It, it reminded um, me of that thing Liverpool years ago with uh, yeah. Robin. Yeah. I mean, the, it just... He kind of did that. Really but yeah. It got really, really nasty. Yeah. It got really, really nasty yeah, after that. Wilshire got a ball then at the end. Yeah. Wilshire was a banker to get involved, though. Like, I said it from the start. Like, you know, if there's ever a tear-up, Wilshire's in the middle of it. Like, Yeah. yeah. It, Absolutely. Bad ending to the game. Obviously, look, they're both, uh, they were both probably the automatic picks to go back up into the Premier League. But, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's from, from the 68 minute on, the game was entertainment. Like, but at the end, it was just mad. It was, you know... Again, yeah. Again, it was kind of it was one of those where I think what happened with that incident with the, the hand to the face was Bournemouth felt he should have been sent off yeah. and the Watford players felt he was diving. So the Watford players almost targeted him after that. Yeah. It was a cattle on him that saw Pedro get sent off again. And Kings just went nasty. And I, I think was the whistle gone, I think, when Wilshire was sent off. He'd it only been it was it was yeah, it was. He'd only been on since the 75th minute and he picked up two yellow cards. But the one that got him sent off, it was a bit, I don't know, he kind of pushed the guy in the chest. I think the ref just I think started he off fighting again and I think that's what he got. Brawl, yeah. yeah. Because he ignited the brawl, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's what, I'd say both clubs probably going to be fined for not controlling their players. Yeah. Um, nasty end to a game. That, it wasn't a great game, but that's what people will be talking about yeah, in all the exactly. papers today will be the fight at the end of it, so... Well, it wasn't really a fight. It was a lot of pushing and shoving and nonsense. But you can't be doing that. It doesn't look good in the league. It doesn't look good in either team, really. 
Um, Watford stayed third because of results elsewhere really well. Bournemouth also climbed back into sixth because of uh, Cardiff not uh, not getting a win yesterday. Interesting. So, was that? It's very interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah it's, we, we'll wait and see what happens. I, I imagine both clubs are going to be fine, though, but I can't it's, see much more than that happening. They'll get a uh, red bite or something like that. Yeah. Um, for Watford, though, now they're going to be missing two players. Um, yeah. In Silova and in um, Pedro. Pedro is very important to them, and now he's going to be missing because of that red card as well. Yeah, um, I, so you know, I, do you reckon we'll slip out of chaos? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of those where it depends on the run you go on. And I suppose we'll come to Swansea later, who are in a bit of they're not in poor form, they're just not taking their chances in games. Yeah, and they're, they're starting to lose matches, which is dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you have teams really pushing for the playoffs this time of the season, you don't want to be hitting a bad run of form. Yeah. yeah. What I find bizarre, and I know we're going to come to him, is Redden have lost 11 games this season. Yeah, the same amount as uh, Barron's as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Redding, Redding what, did they win their first eight games at the start? Of the season? They went on a mad win run at the start, and they're still kind of picking up enough wins to stay in there. Oh, but, uh, yeah, that, that you could see losing a couple of games between now and the end of the season that could drop out as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll wait and see. Be unlucky for Reading because they're the team that have been there all season, really. Yeah. Uh, we move on to a team then flying it. Barnsley beating Millwall 2-1. Both teams pretty good form coming into this one. Barnsley had won four in a row. Millwall hadn't lost in nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Barnsley opened the scoring early. Kind of a disaster of a goal, really. Mowed yeah. ball into the box. Woodrow fired home. Uh, Barnsley then were kind of searching for a second. Um, hitting the break a little bit by Bennett. Uh, you know, fired across the keeper. Did well. Bennett almost gave them the lead. Really should have. Like Collins made a good save for that. Moe then I think had a free kick that was tipped over or just clipped the bar. Um, and a long ball upfield then flicked on by Anderson to Helic, who like a, a great volley that you couldn't save really. I mean, he was only about eight yards out. I was I was reading before the games are yeah before the games started kind of on social media that they had no record yeah. forward. Millwall played no forward yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and Bennett, yeah, Bennett looked dangerous for them though. I mean, he gave, he got the goal. He, he should have scored another second. one. Yeah, he should have scored a second one at the end. Yeah, and um, yeah, I suppose Barnsley just keep the run going. Like seventh now, just a point outside the playoffs with a game in hand over Bournemouth, um, who they're a point behind. They also have a game in hand over Reading, who they're three points right. behind. Millwall dropped down to twelve. About Barnsley as well, they were three points off relegation when the manager came in. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, they were they looked doom and gloom. Like, remember when their their other manager left, saying, "Look, they're not giving me anything to work with here. I want to try and bring the team up. They're not giving me any money to spend." And he went off to New York Red Bulls. Yeah. And then they bring in a guy, and he's you know he's really turned them around. Yeah. Like the thing is now, like if if the Watford manager gets sacked, would they bring this guy in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Will he go? Will he go? Like Watford lose another game, they'll probably will sack the manager. Um, it, it's five, five wins in a row now for Burnsley, though. And uh, Millwall, 12th. I suppose Millwall are one of those teams that next season could go either way. If they can get a, a good goal scorer in there, they have the foundation to push for the playoffs, too, because they're usually good at the back. Yesterday, they were a bit iffy for a couple of goals, but. 
Um, you know, they're sitting 12th. They don't lose a lot. They draw way too many games. Yeah. But that good striker could turn them around. Interesting. Jesus, it'll be some story, lads. If Barnes, he do end up in that playoff. Oh my God. Yeah. It's it, they'll be the most dangerous because they've nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Five wins in a row. Their aim to start the season was stay up. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they're in dreamland here. Imagine, like. yeah, imagine they got promoted to the Premier League. I yeah. love it. And the thing with Barnsley, too, is it's a good team effort from them always. You wouldn't say they've got like one outstanding individual, they yeah. just play so well as a team. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, it's a team game. You can have those individuals that can bail you out now and then, but it yeah. is usually the best team that wins. Yeah. Definitely agreed. Um, you look at so we move on then to uh, Birmingham, who I think was 13 games without a win at home before they won yesterday. Two one against Jerry said, Jerry said they'd win this one. Yeah. yeah. They had 13 without a win at home, which was kind of crazy. And QPR came into the game without losing their last seven away games, yeah. which was their best run in 10 years. Um, they were kind of caught laid on, really. Birmingham probably deserved to win in this one. Yeah. They looked pretty yeah, decent. They, they were, they've, uh, been Charlie, last, they've been good for the last three games. They have. They just haven't got the results in the, in, in, in one of them, I think. Didn't they? They, well, the they Sheffield did, Wednesday yeah. game yeah. a bit lucky. And, um, well, Charlie, the manager definitely uh, was healthier looking during his interviews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still in a lot of trouble. They still got to keep winning, but they're in a much better position now. Uh, Charlie Austin last season scored two for West Brom away to Birmingham, yeah. and he scored again yesterday for QPR, which is his fourth goal in nine games since he came back. He looked offside. Should have been. Did look offside. He did. Yeah. To be fair, um, it should have been two. Yeah, two not long afterwards. Um, Chris Willock, who's pretty decent for them since he came in, in terms of creating chances. Um, he set up Johansson, who somehow put the ball over the bar from about six yards out. I don't know how he did it. Um, Karanka then made a couple of changes. He brought on Halovic, Leko, Djukowicz, and they they turned the game, really. like They really did. Yeah. Um, Pedersen headed in to have them level. Halovic, who came in free transfer. A really nice goal for him in this one, I thought. Yeah. Um, when, he was young, when he was a youngster, how they love to give people names, he was known as the Croatian Messi. And uh, yeah, it was a goal Messi would have probably been proud of yesterday. The lad that was with AC. Yes. What's that? The guy that was with AC Milan at all points. Yeah, I think so. And he was, you know, he was supposed to be the next big thing. And now he's found his way to Birmingham. And, he, you know, he played well when he came on yesterday, helped him turn the game around. Um, this is, though, a big win for Birmingham. Like you said, Jerry called that they would win. Yeah. But it's the first time since they beat Huddersfield at the end of October, October 28, that they've scored more than one goal at home. And it's only the second time since the three-all draw with Hull last June. Yeah. So Birmingham really aren't scoring enough goals at home. Well, uh, they're not scoring enough goals in general. Yeah, as you said, oh, they've um, they've done survival, uh, survival hopes. You know, no harm. I think um, I think they're on thirty-four points. Walgrim are behind them on twenty-nine, but they have two games in hand. So look, it's it's going to be a crazy few weeks. I just have a feeling that Birmingham will rack up a couple of wins. They're not going to win every week, but I think they might just amongst the up. Yeah, might just stay yeah. up. They look very good though, Steve, as you said, you know what I mean? They really did kind of, even formation-wise, they were good, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a huge change around the pitch. It's kind of Hogan, like, Hogan's kind of always up front playing the lone, lone striker, like, but like yeah. Sanchez there and Garner, like, pulling a good um, a good shift, you know what I mean? Um, and as you say, QPR are no mugs, like, they've been good the last couple of weeks. 
as you say, Willock has been immense. Charlie Austin is just like the old Charlie Austin. Yeah. Um, but savage win, savage win for Birmingham. And as I say, it'd be great to see him go up. Great city, great fans. You know what I mean? It's it's um they deserve to stay up, I think. You know what I mean? If they keep playing the way they're gonna play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on into a draw as the Black Run Coventry. Um both sides played pretty well in this one, I thought. Coventry um, started well and McCallum had a good shot that hit the bar. He then dragged one wide. Chipley hit a volley that just went over and it took Blackburn a bit of time to get into this one. And kind of Harvey Elliott got him going. He put in a lovely cross that the, the defender beat Breherton to. And uh, I don't know, it was an off goal to give away really from Coventry. Yeah. And they failed to clear it. It fell to Breherton who fired it home. But it was it was awful. There was a few of them yesterday in the matches where the defenders had plenty of chances to get rid of the ball. They just didn't. Yeah. Um, Ostergaard then had a goal ruled out for offside. And then Douglas, I think, hit a free kick. They missed everyone and hit the post. Yeah. And then I think McCallum, who was very good yesterday, put in a cross early in the second half. Walker headed it down. James fired it in for the equaliser. Coventry probably looked a bit more dangerous um, in the game yesterday. I think Armstrong had one or two half chances again, as he always does. But, uh, yeah, a good draw. Coventry, six clear relegation now with the point. And it's, you know, steady in draw for Blackburn, who this needed something. The best I've seen Blackburn in a while. Yeah, I mean, they needed something because they think, were on such a bad run. I think they set up to just not lose. Yeah, yeah. What was interesting, I found with Coventry yesterday watching the game, and it's something other teams have been doing a little bit recently. Um, Armstrong is so good off the back of the last defender. Yeah. He's so quick and he times his runs perfectly a lot of the time. Teams have been sitting much deeper against Blackburn and they're denying him that space to run in behind. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was kind of interesting. They're going to have to find another way of, uh, of getting him into games. He is good in the air as well, like for a guy that isn't the biggest man in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah they'll be looking to the likes of Harvey Elliott now to kind of get through those kind of defences because it seems... Like teams are starting to realise if we sit a bit deeper, we're going to deny Armstrong what you know his best weapon is, which is that running in behind the defence, kind of uh, the way Verdi does, I suppose, for Leicester City, play yeah. off the last man. Um, yeah. You know, you yeah. sit deep, he always finds it a bit trickier. I think Mark Roberts has done an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have any kind of players that anybody because you know, game no, changers, I suppose. Yeah, they're. They're good team, yeah. And they're made up a lot of them from players that have a point to prove that were kind of rejected by other clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Two good clubs, though, as you said, to be uh, if I had Coventry or, or uh, Blackburn on my CV, I'd be a happy man, you know. It's um they're great clubs, like and as you say, like you know what I mean, Harvey Elliott's he's the guy that has to kind of open up them, you know, the defense. Uh, when he's playing against teams because he's he's got that bit of a spark. Obviously, Adam Armstrong. Like, I think they've kind of gone three up front, you know what I mean? In the sense, obviously, they, play, they played... Um, it's, it's kind of like a 4-1-2, you know? But I think if they had Harvey Elliott closer to Adam Armstrong, he was kind of playing just a bit away from him, you know what I mean, yesterday. But if, if they had Elliott near him a bit more, I think that combination of the two of them kind of linking up well again will happen. I just think, you know, your man, uh, I think who's up front, Ben Prennington, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think obviously if they could have brought now he scored a goal and yeah it, it looks good you know what I mean but I just think sometimes when you change a little formation a small bit it takes the attention off someone like and I think Armstrong might feel the effects of that you know what I mean 
Yeah. Yeah. But Brereton is so good last season, playing from midfield, scored about 10, 12 goals or something for Blackburn. Yeah. Uh, bad, bad injury then, though. He did his knee, I believe. He's out for a year. Yeah. He scored a lot since he came back. But yeah, they need people around Armstrong if teams are going to sit deeper because that's not his strength. Yeah. yeah. His strength is using that pace and behind. And it's, uh, you know, and his ability to finish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Interesting to see what happens to Blackburn the rest of the season because they're safe. And Coventry, like we said last week, Coventry are good enough to pick up a few wins here and there to keep them up. And, you know, they have a six point gap now between them and the relegation places as well, which is a decent cushion to have, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, move on then to Brentford, who are kind of putting a bit of a run together again after their, you know, three defeats, couple of wins back to back. Um, game of two halves here, really. First goal was it twenty seven seconds into it or something along those yeah. lines, yeah. when Ray decided to play out from the back, uh, which Brentford do all time to be fair, and decided he was going to pass it to Tommy Smith about eight yards out, who squared it for Brown to just tap in, and. I don't know, something happened to Brentford after that goal went in and they really didn't get going in the first half at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a really, one. It was really, really poor. Then they came out in the second half. Much different team. Yeah. Really, really good goal. I know Jerry was talking in the midweek show about the young players that Brentford have and one of them is is uh, Janlet, who's a German under-21 international. Yeah, that, An that, unbelievable that, that goal was unbelievable, yeah. An unbelievable strike. But the thing as well was Stoke played five defenders yesterday. Yeah, they were trying to deny it. And the thing is, the goal that they, you know, the ultimate winner from Ivan Tony is 25th of the season back in the lineup today. It, it was one that he just outmuscled the guy that was marking him because the guy couldn't have been tighter to him. Yeah. You know, Cousins did hit the bar for Stoke, a little lob that kind of just landed on the crossbar and yeah. came back. Um, you know, Brentford had a few other chances. Big win, though, as they say, second. Big win is most, especially because of what happened to Watford and Swansea yesterday. Yeah. Um, Stoke, though, nine away defeats in a row. Yeah. yeah. We talked talk about the that, that's, that's worrying, yeah. yeah. As well as they did play defensively yesterday. I mean, they were undone by the best striker in the league and an absolute wonder goal from Janet. So, you, you know, you can't... Uh, can't give out too much about how Stoke defended yesterday, but yeah, that's got to be really worrying, O'Neill, that they are really, really struggling away from home. I see, I was watching the, the thing there with the manager came on after the game saying that he was very impressed with his team, Brentford, because they broke down the five-man defence. They, they just have the players to do that. Yeah. And when you've even Tony, who could nearly look after two centre-backs by himself and still win the ball and hold it up, he's yeah. so strong and yeah. so big. All the attributes to be a great, like as we said, oh, he's he's kind of obvious in every episode we've had so far. We've probably mentioned him, like, but he's the out and out striker, like, you know what I mean? He reminds me of Emil Heskey, but just a more clinical finisher, like, you know what I mean? Great to hold up the ball, great vision. Um, and as you say, you know what I mean? He's 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 got a great eye for goal. Um, just reminds me of Heskey when he was at Leicester, yeah, didn't really miss many, like, oh, was scoring goals. Reminds me of him. I think if you were to look at strikers like your Premier League team and you're looking at English strikers, you could probably sign Tony in the summer for probably somewhere between 30 and 45 million. Yeah. And I think the only other striker who's English you could get who's like him is Calvin Lewitt at Everton, who'd probably cost you 120. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, you're right. 
You know, so it's uh, I, I, you know, Brentford. Even if Arsenal, they go up, they might keep them. Arsenal, perfectly, to be honest, he'd be, he'd be a great replacement for Lacazette at Arsenal. Yeah. If they were to how sell Lacazette, how old is Tony? Twenty six. Something like that. I don't know even that. I don't know if even that. He's a yeah. He's so good though. But again, it's you know we'll see if Brentford go up if they'll hang on to him. We'll see what he's like in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, you know, but like you said, I don't yeah. see what he wouldn't succeed in the Premier League because he's yet, so, uh, yeah, he's so so clinical yeah. and so strong. You know, a bit he of confidence. Got, he got Coventry up really, didn't he last year? Who's that, Tony? Yeah. Oh, he was at Portsmouth, I think, or Plymouth rather. Was no, Peterborough. 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 That's it. He's that one of the P's. Yeah. He yeah, did well for them yeah, last season. Yeah, forty goals in seventy-six games. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Brentford, you know, they needed someone to replace Ollie Watkins, who got 27 last season. Tony is 25 already. Yeah. And I think they paid, they paid about a third of what they got for Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they paid 10 million, I think. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is a lot of money for a League One player, though. Yeah. Well spent, though. Well spent, they'll, absolutely. They'll that easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, move on then to the game yesterday. Me and Phil were talking about this. Uh, yesterday uh, I have a friend who's a Sheffield Wednesday season ticket holder and he was saying after the midweek game he was going to go down and demand his money back for the season ticket that he still hasn't <laughs> for yet but after yesterday I, I should probably send him a message to check in on him yeah. um, Wednesday were 2-0 up through a Windass double and Windass really should have had about 4 goals yesterday yeah. it should have been about 4-0 yeah. before half time um, yeah. Luton then made a number of changes. They made the difference. Naismith, his first goal since joining in January. Tunnicliffe equalised soon afterwards. And Adebayo scored uh, his second since joining from Warsaw. Um, Luton's second win only in eight games. But they're 12 clear of relegation now. Well, Wednesday, six points from safety. Uh, this game had only six shots on target but five goals. That's why there's not a whole lot to talk about. But the manager changed the whole system at half time. He did he he saw what was happening and he yeah. said when you're you're two goals down what can you do you have to go for it yeah and Wednesday's defending was awful yeah even was, like was it just me or was it when they scored the, was it the second goal your man didn't care yeah it just absolutely killed them it looked and the the winner and the Bayo's header at the back post I don't know how that went in it was like two defenders and the goalkeeper there like with the them. keeper hit it in though yeah it was crazy. Absolutely great. An awful, awful goal. But this is the kind of defeat now that uh, Sheffield Wednesday uh, get relegated because of this. That'll drive them mental. Yeah. Because they're six points from safety, um, which when you think they were deducted six points, you know, means that they are not doing that well. They would still be right down there even without the points deduction. Yeah. Well, they're in trouble. It's it's not all about it. Like, you know, it's... um, as you said, they're losing too many games, and it obviously goes to show, you know what I mean? But obviously, Josh Windass was, you know, he was decent. That's encouraging that they have a good scoring goals. Um, you know, Brown and Barry Bannon, like, they're, they're good players, but, like, you know what I mean? Wednesday, we way up the table. Yeah. No, not a point deduction, but look. How many I mean, points again was it? Six. Well, it was 12, but it was reduced to six halfway through the season. Yeah, yeah, two games, like, you know what I mean? It's not good enough, like, it's, um, and Luton, like, obviously, James Collins is on the bench. Um, no, I think he's only back from an injury, but, I mean, they're, they're, um, 
Luton have proven a lot of critics around the season. Like they do set up well, like you know what I mean. Um, well, well, yeah. Like, when's there be this point? Because Luton don't score three goals in matches. It just doesn't happen yeah. unless the defense is giving them those chances. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they did yesterday. Big win for them because twelve points clear relegation. They should feel safe now, yeah. especially with all the teams between them and the bottom. Yeah, you know. it's just. We don't know. It's it's football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say, if Wednesday went up, it would be a catastrophe. And I feel for your friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to get him on for an episode, maybe. The aftermath of Wednesday being read again, maybe. Jesus. Yeah. Box office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough, then Carrot, if we come on to two managers in this game between them have taken charge of 2,480 matches. And the combined age of 134. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Very, very experienced. Both of them are going to be hugely disappointed with the goals they gave away. Yeah. Because if you think of, like, Borough dominated the first half, didn't really create an awful lot, but totally against the run of play, they were down a goal at half time. And if you think of Cardiff and you think of what Mick McCarthy does, you have to be alert at set pieces. Yeah. And it yeah. was a long throw. Morrison didn't even have to jump. Yeah. You know, which is really, really poor defending. Long throw onto his head and it's 1-0 to Cardiff. And then the McNair equaliser, that was just a comedy of errors at the back. Yeah. It was another one of those, like Wickham's goal midweek. It was just a mad goal mouth scramble that kind of came to McNair eventually at the back post and he just tucked it home, smashed it in. Not a lot of great chances in this one, really. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that um, Ocho doesn't start for uh, for Cardiff, you know what I mean? I think when he plays, he's really good. Now, obviously, Josh Murphy and um, Keith Moore are fantastic up front. But I'm surprised Ojo doesn't kind of start, you know. Um, like he's he's connection link with uh, Harry Wilson's incredible, and I think he scored a couple of goals this season. You know, he's obviously still on loan from Liverpool, but I think Ojo would offer more up front, not taking nothing away from the front too. You know, it's just he's more lively, more he's a lot stronger than than Murphy as well. Um, so I don't know if that's something they're going to go down down, down down the road, you know. But I think that's something that they could. Um, they could jump on straight away having him start more games. I know he comes on and he does a lot, like, but yeah. yeah, he's on the bench quite a bit, you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's, it's dangerous when he comes on, especially when he's playing down the right wing. He seems to be very, very good. Yeah, I know yeah. him. I don't think so. I think he's still on loan. Okay, he's on loan. I think he's on loan as well. And I think himself and Harry Wilson are on loan from Liverpool. Yeah, I just think like as you say, he's a he's a spark on the wing there, like you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's um like as I said, Josh Murphy and Keith Moore are fantastic. But I, I, I like you know what I mean. I did try and get Oj to win the team somehow, even if you know it means dropping someone else. That's it. Because he's brilliant. I, I, I think he'd make a huge difference down the flank. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I suppose two good teams that are managed by two experienced managers—they just kind of cancelled each other's out. They were able to take away, you know, what both teams do well from each other. But like I said, those two goals, though, they'll be killing their players. Yeah, the way they conceded those goals, but um, Cardiff stay unbeaten under McCarthy. Um, he yeah. said afterwards, yeah. well, probably Steve, Collins. Well. Steve, Collins, yeah. Steve Collins, yeah, yeah, but it's um, yeah, I didn't think they'd lose, but you know, three draws and six wins is not bad from your first nine games in charge. And yeah. um, they drop out the playoffs though, but they're eight, they're still right in the hunt. Yeah. Borough, though, three points for the back in ninth. You know, so I, I think you're more dangerous in the hunt. To be honest, I think if you're in a playoff now with like still 12, 13 games to go, it's it's yeah. 
it's quite intimidating to be in there. So I think if you're just within distance of that playoff spot, I think that's yeah. where you've got to be chasing it rather than being in there. Um, Absolutely. A lot of pressure like when you're in there, you know? Yeah. And with Borough, with Borough and with Cardiff, you have two managers who have done it before and they'll know how to talk their players through that kind of pressure. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Whereas the likes of Barnsley and Reading have, you know, they're just Reading been flying high all season, but yeah. you know, they're not guys that are used to this kind of challenge. Yeah. Exactly. Um, move on then to Preston yesterday. Um, Shock. Yeah, I thought Brad Potts. Brad Potts was outstanding. Yeah, he was very good yesterday. That said, Huddersfield should have been two up before Preston scored. Yeah, or miss, and to me that was a blatant penalty. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that could have been a red card if that penalty is given. That's it. He was about to fire a shot in. Yeah, it was a yeah. I suppose if we we're going to have this conversation about fair all the time, but like, yeah, yeah, the ref, the ref, how the ref missed it, I don't know. Yeah, um, Huddersfield those seven points off relegation zone, and Rotherham have two games in hand over them. Uh, only the fifth home win of the season, though, for Preston. And they hadn't won in the last seven. Um, and Ben's, I think, and O'Brien, a good effort saved as well. Like you said, Huddersfield could have been two or three. Yeah, they probably should have been, to be honest. Yeah. And then Potts and Evans kind of combined um, for a couple of goals. Uh, Potts got the first. Evans, I don't know how that went in. Talking about him in midweek, about how good Sky thought he was. Yeah. I mean, he nearly missed that from about seven yards out. He Very hit nice. it straight at the defender when he had the whole goal aim for. Yeah. And got really lucky with the deflection. Yeah, it was weird. Their third goal was very good, though. Nice, nice flowing team move. Lovely pass from Barkhausen with the outside of his foot and Sinclair at the back post to tap in. But it must be, like, when you see Preston winning 3-0, their fans, it must, this game must, as much as they like to win it, it must almost hurt more because they see what the team are capable of and they just don't produce every week. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it's crazy. Every time like, he's, every time he's going to be sacked, it happens. Yeah. yeah. He's a cat with nine lives, you know what I mean? But look, maybe like as you say, all we want to all we want to do is see um Preston win games. Like, you know, if, if they're gonna be close to a playoff now, if they keep winning, then you're saying right. Maybe yeah. next year we get it right, you know. But like tactically, they actually sell all right. To be fair, I think Andy Gordon's made a huge difference since he's come in. Uh, Sinclair looked good, you know. Mm. Alan Brown was actually very good, but like you know what I mean. Va- Van der Berg there and, and and Greg Cunningham looked good, do you know what I mean? They looked very good. And I think Van Van der Berg, he's obviously broke into the team. Yeah. He's going to be a huge um, assist to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a, for, yeah. For a possible he, he, spot. he absolutely could be, but I don't know. There was something about Preston yesterday. They won three 0 but. They were very poor at the back yesterday. Yeah, they were. Huddersfield should have had two or three of their own. Yeah. They were just cut open way, way too easily. All right, we move on so to a Rotherham team really in trouble against Reading, who badly needed a win. Um, Rotherham, though, started the month really, really well. Four wins in six games, and they've lost every game since. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that happens. Yeah. Uh, they were good. They were okay yesterday. They weren't bad. They weren't bad. Morrison strike won it. And um, neither side created many great openings. Really, you'd say Rotherham had so many shots in this one, and I think they only hit the target once. Yeah. 
Um, I know Wing had a shot that classed as a did shot off. Did he have over 17 attempts? 17 shots, one on target. But I know, like I was saying, one of those shots that's counted as off target was probably one of their, their best efforts, which was Wing, who hit some hell of a shot from distance. And it just went over. Yeah. You know, um, strange one. Like, it wasn't the greatest game. Reading probably needed the win. Because if you look at, you know, Barnsley and Cardiff, like we're always talking about, are chasing them down. You know, you had teams around them losing, you know, in terms of Watford and Swansea. Yeah. So a big win for Reading as well to kind of keep them in those playoff places. And they're, these are the games they're going to have to win, you know, win ugly at times if they want to stay in there. And they yesterday... I think they, they both look very edgy. I think Reading were definitely feeling it. And they got a bit of luck, you know what I mean? But it's... Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm just... Like I, I was rooting for Rotherham because they were doing so well there and they were kind of uh, but they're they're obviously they're still in like, there's a couple of players injured. Like I you know Salier came on and he made a, a small little impact, but like yeah, it's just it's a shame to see, like, because they done so well to get back into the into the you know the chase for staying up and all that. And then obviously then, you know, Redden have been really consistent even though they've lost so many games all season. They were so good at the start. So they just look very edgy, very nervous, like you know what I mean? And yeah. There's no way you predict a heavy scoring game. It was always going to be a one nil or a nil all, you know. But yeah. very, very edgy, all right. Like I said, both teams, I suppose, not in best of form either side. So, but um, Reading starting to get those wins again that they need. And they so, all, and they all would have crucified them yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's it because you know they've lost games recently that they should have won, like on paper anyway. And that's really going to hurt them. And uh, yeah, they just need to keep those points taken over because Barnsley and Cardiff are, and, you know, even the likes of Burra could go on a run, you know, and yeah. chase them down. Barbara so, yeah. could easily go on a run as well. Huh? They could easily go on a run, Bar- Burrow. Burrow could go on a run, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're six points off the playoffs. It's not like they're miles away. Yeah. You know, if you look at where Barnsley were a few weeks ago, how far away they were, you know, how far away Cardiff were nine games ago. Yeah. You know, it's not impossible. We saw what Brentford did last season. When they looked like it wasn't good, you know, when they weren't going to go up automatically, ultimately they didn't. But that was some run they went on at the end of the last season. Yeah. yeah. You know? And there is a team out there that's capable of going eight, nine games, you know, winning like seven or eight of those. Yeah. We'll wait and see who it is. Yesterday, though, for Swansea. Yeah. It's on to the last yeah. game it's yesterday. It's just a weird Very game. strange because Swansea should have been about eight nil up. At half time, yeah. At half time. Yeah, and it was nil nil at halftime. Um, Jamal Lowe had an effort that was saved by Bentley. Danda had an effort that was saved by Bentley. Or um, then why see the night Horan? Yeah. yeah, there was a free kick that he got to, and then a header that Horan should have scored. Yeah, very close. But um, a penalty then in the second half for Swansea, dubious enough kind of penalty to be fair. Um. But uh, it was given, IU took the home, and it was 1-0 Swansea. And given what had happened in the first half, you thought, well, that's it. Now they'll go on and win 3 or 4-0. But credit to Pearson. We were talking about a midweek. This is a tough first game for him. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. He... Did you see that thing he had to yeah. make in the end of the first half with the young fella? What was that? Where he's kind of had two fouls. That he, even though there was only a minute left in the half, he took them off. He had to. He was going to be sent off. Yeah. yeah, and I mean the thing is, when you're on the pitch and you know a guy is one tackle away from being sent off, you yeah. target him. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, so it, it was clever. He's, he's a young fella. 
Yeah. So was it clever because he probably didn't have experience to say, look, I'm just going to stay away from things for the next couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, Pearson, though, like you said, he made a few adjustments at halftime um, and they made them pay for the earlier misses. Like even the Swansea should have been noticed. Even in the second half, they weren't brilliant. They were very good. I mean, the adjustments he made, but you thought when Swansea scored, it was going to knock the wind out of them. But, you know, they leveled with Wells, his ninth of the season, a kind of a breakaway goal. Palmer then scored a goal that Swansea will be really disappointed with straight from the corner. Yeah. And you have to look at the goalkeeper whenever a goal goes straight in from a corner kick. Yeah, their last goal as well was really poor. The last goal then as well, again, a keeper error, error rather. Um, Semenu closed down the goalkeeper, kind of just blocked his clearance. And I mean, all he had to do was tap in from about a yard out after that. So yeah. big, I big, think, big, big win for Bristol. They're really, really tired. Yeah, they, they were unbeaten in 13 home games this season. It's their first, you know, their first loss in those, you know, 13-game yeah. run. Swansea, though, have lost two of their last three. And if you think Norwich had a bad spell, Brentford had a bad spell. Yeah. You know, Watford had a bit of a bad spell. Bournemouth had a bad spell. You know, if Swansea are entering a bad spell now, is not the time to be doing that. Yeah. Um, but Bristol, back-to-back wins. Yeah. Very good. Things like, looking a bit, a bit better for them. Things are looking great, uh, Yeah, and I mean, a few weeks ago, Swansea looked like they were going to knock Brentford out, push Brentford out of that, you know, automatic promotion spot, which they still have a chance to do, obviously. Yeah. But suddenly the form has flipped on its head and Brentford are winning and Swansea are losing. Yeah. That's why we love the championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 amazing to see. But like, Swansea are really, really going to have to... um. Start getting back to winning ways because you know Watford are chasing them down as well. Yeah, well they have they have the squad to do so. Like you know what I mean? They um they do. They do. Yeah, there's there's some real superstars in that squad. I think their next game is against Stoke. You know, so it's um that's not what you want to do when you need to win. You don't want to be going away to Stoke midweek. No, you know the wind howling in there, freezing cold. Georgie George Bill Callahan always tells us the stories of playing the Stoke in strength. Crazy place. Yeah. It is, and it's 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 the classic one. Always going to say, can they win away at Stoke on Tuesday night? Like, and it'll be Wednesday night this week. But uh-huh. you know, it is it is a it is a not the place you want to go when you want to get a win. Yeah. You know, you want a much easier one. So, how about uh, your goal of the week? Uh, the Jan Lesh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brentford, yeah. yeah. What a strike that was! I actually and the best player. I like Barnsley's second one. Barnsley's second goal was good, and Preston's third goal was a nice team move as well. Yeah. Um, but you know that was some strike. I mean, yeah. you don't see many of them in the season. No. Uh, the player of the week. Do you know, I would say Pearson. Yeah, yeah. That's That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I'm going to say Brad Potts. Yeah, he was very, very good as well. Yeah, yeah. he did well. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think. I don't know who I give it for really. Yesterday there was a couple of couple of good games, like you said, you named their pots did well. Um, a hard one, a hard one. Um, maybe to Halnovich who came on and turned the game around there in that one. I might yeah, give no, it to him just because he. Uh, yeah. There was a few of them came off the bench and did well. Um, the team of the week, best team, best performance, team wise. Um, uh, probably Preston. Yeah, Preston looked yeah. good. Well, score-wise, obviously, Trinidad, obviously, Bristol were very good, but maybe yeah. 
maybe Luton for digging in deep, you know what I mean? Luton obviously won 3-2. It was a strange old game, but the fact they, you know, they dug in deep. And they were 2 low as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think I think good ones there as well. Yeah, I might even give it to... Uh, if though they're in good form, I think I'll give it to Barnsley because, you know, that's a Millwall team that doesn't lose very many matches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, the shock of the week if there was one, are we going to Swansea again? Uh, I wouldn't, uh, no, I much of a shock because of the new manager thing, but they hadn't lost at home all season, so for me, that that would be my shock of the week. Yeah, between that and obviously Birmingham being QPR, even though I called it, but yeah, I'd say it should be Swansea, already given the fact that they're yeah. on in this form. Yeah, the whole new manager thing always, always works out, doesn't it? They always win a few games. I gotta go with Birmingham. Yeah, you're going with Birmingham then. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, that's the way it is. We look ahead so to the games that are coming up today, kicking off in a few minutes, I think, or soon yeah. enough. Anyway, Five. Wickham yeah. home to Norwich. Um, no point in score predictions for that one because this will be out before that happens. So yeah. we'll be yeah, accused of cheating. Yeah, twelve. <laughs> yeah, twelve nil Wickham. Yeah, boring nine-all draw. Um. <laughs> But there are midweek games, and I don't think there's many in the Premier League this week, one or two, but the Championship have a lot of games, as they tend to do, as they've got to try and get the season finished. Starting off Tuesday night with a, a big one, Cardiff versus Derby. 2-1 to Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. See. I, I think Cardiff at home here as well. Uh, good game, too, potentially. The next one, Coventry, Middlesbrough. Uh, a draw. 2-2, yeah. A draw. Yeah, I think it could be a draw on that one. I think wouldn't be a bad result for Coventry. Middlesbrough obviously will want to start picking up wins to try and push it. Huddersfield home to Birmingham. Two teams down near the bottom. I draw. think Bar- Birmingham. You think Birmingham? Yeah, I think Huddersfield are going to win this one. I just There was something about them, even though they lost 3-0 yesterday. There was something about them early on. Uh, Millwall home to Preston. Uh, Preston. I'm going to go Millwall. I think I'll go Millwall as well. Based on what Jerry said earlier, Preston now win at home, they'll probably lose away. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. the way things seem to go. Um, this could be a, an interesting one. Forest home to Luton. Uh, Forest. 3 1 Forest. 3 1 Forest. I could see this one being a draw. Um, then we've got Reading against Blackburn, another big game for Reading. Blackburn uh, win 4 0. Yeah, they might, but I got a draw. Yeah. Another draw, yeah. I think this one as well could end in a score draw. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, then we've got the big game in midweek. Norwich home to Brentford. One apiece. Yeah, be, yeah, I think so. First and second. I think one, so. Yeah, one apiece. I have a funny feeling Brentford are going to beat them. Um, oh. I don't think it'll be by much. It'll be like a 1 0, a 2 1, something along those lines. But uh, yeah, I could see a draw suiting Norwich more than Brentford, probably, really. But there you go. QPR home to Barnsley. Barnsley 1 0. Yeah. Keep the run yeah. going. Yeah. For six on the bounce. Yeah, I could see Barnsley winning this one as well. Uh, tough one to be going to to try and keep the win going because QPR are not bad at home. Um, you know, they create a lot, they just aren't taking as much. So, yeah, I think Barnsley will win it, but I think it'll be a good game. Watford against Wickham. Watford. Two W's. Watford 3 0. Yeah, three nil Wickham, Wickham nine yeah. one. Well, I'd say Watford three 0 Yeah, yeah. Wickham after their 12-0 hammering of Norwich will be good form. But yeah, I think Watford at home. <laughs> uh, they're so good at home, Watford. Bristol City then two wins on the bounce up against Bournemouth. Bristol City. 
You think Bristol City keep the run? Sure, draw Bristol City, but I go to say Bristol City. Yeah, I'm going to go with a draw on this one, which won't do much good for Bournemouth, really. Same, same. Um, Sheffield Wednesday against Rotherham, big game down at the bottom. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think they have a point to prove after yesterday. Yeah, I think Wednesday as well might do it. Um, I don't know. Something about Rotherham where they're suddenly nervy, like you said, Jerry. Just, just yeah. look really nervous. Yeah. Um, Tough one. I'm going to say Wednesday. Yeah. And then finally, the game we kind of briefly touched on Stoke City home to Swansea. Swansea. Yeah. You think yeah, Swansea, I think so Swansea. Swansea. I have a feeling that this is going to be a, a, an absolute bore of a game. I think <laughs> Written all over this one for me. But uh, we'll wait and see. Hopefully not. Hopefully loads of goals. But yeah, some good ones to look forward to midweek. Um, not sure which ones they're having on the TV, but they tend to do the red button thing, don't they, these days on Sky as well. Yeah. So yeah. you generally have a choice of matches. So it should be fun. Uh, whichever games you're going to watch, I suppose Norwich, Brentford being the obvious standout one. But again, like we said, Wednesday, Rotherham down the bottom could be a good one. Uh, you wouldn't know what would happen. Millwall, Preston could be good. Forest, Luton. Like, there's a lot of good ones out there really in midweek. So we'll wait and see. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we will be back at the end of the week when we look back on all those midweek games. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening in. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks,